franchise. What a moment for the city and for all of Canada. The first ever finals game played outside of the United States. Uh, this fan base has been delirious throughout these playoffs and just so loud during the anthem, during the introductions, and now they're ready for the game. For Golden State, they have not played in nine days after that sweep against Portland. Such an impressive victory in the conference finals. Meanwhile, for the Raptors, it took them six games, but they were able to dispose of the team with the best record in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, and we're down for the last two for the NBA title. Hello, 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 live to you from quarantine, it's Pharrell, and we're coming at you with, again, a slightly different episode, of course, we don't have anything to talk about live, and in fact, when I say we, we don't even have a we to talk this week, because uh, unfortunately, your co-host, Kamel, is uh, feeling slightly unwell at the moment, so if, uh, you know, if any of our fans could, you know, send love his way on the Falling in the sixth Twitter, that would be very much appreciated. And so I took it upon myself this week just to make an episode discussing the possibilities of this NBA season and what it really means to some of the top teams. Because, of course, I'm sure uh, at the moment NBA fans are desperate for content and perhaps they've been scouring what different media outlets have been saying with regards to how the season is going to come to a conclusion. And on that note, I'll first off, I'll start off this episode just by discussing some of my thoughts on how I think this season should be um, finished off and perhaps even uh, how it should be curtailed. So the first thing I uh, actually like read about in the news media was... Uh, this idea from Jay Williams, uh, whereby he wanted the NBA uh, payoff teams and their family to pay the payoffs on a cruise ship. Uh, so he wanted them to be tested before they went on board and uh, for all of the teams to remain on that cruise ship until the payoffs came to a conclusion. I'll just discuss here uh, some of the pros and cons of that idea. So, firstly, the reason why I don't think this idea would ever be carried out is because, uh, you know, these testing kits aren't infallible. Indeed, different types of testing kits are, are, are from multiple governments and countries around the world haven't been given, say, approval by those governments as of yet. Uh, of course, testing kits are being developed by, for example, a plethora of different private laboratories. And so, you know, it's not the same testing kit across the country, say, if this was in the US. And so 
there's absolutely no way of guaranteeing uh, that if, say, if, if we're talking about the NBA teams and their families, um, that's potentially up to, like, maybe a thousand people plus. If we're talking about their families, coaching staff, that will need to be at hand, physicians. Um, and so the chances of, say, a person, potentially, let's, look, let's say this. So a person has been exposed to the virus, but maybe it's not even detectable within their symptom. They just potentially caught it from somebody one hour before boarding the ship. And for whatever reason, it's, even if the testing kit uh, wasn't faulty, it wasn't able to pick this up. Now, what this means is, is that you've now created this hotbed for the virus to run rampant. Because as we know from this virus, if you have a lot of people in a confined space, that's when uh, it's very likely to spread. Um, however, whatever type of social distancing you wanted to implement on a cruise ship, if, in all honesty, if like two or three of the players have it, or their family members have it, most of that cruise ship are going to then get the virus. And so I think the Players Association, uh, for a start, the Players Association would allow something like this to happen, let alone the NBA. Of course, uh, I do see the pros of it because we all, as fans, uh, want to see this season conclude. And indeed, even the players, the teams, uh, the owners, uh, the for, uh, in terms of like economics, the lost revenues of course important but for some of these players it's their legacies it's their it's how they're going to be uh, remembered uh, for their um, careers as a whole Uh, we define players by the number of championships they win and so uh, later on in the episode that's what I'm going to discuss I'm going to discuss what it means to some of these top teams uh, some of the top players from these top teams and why it's so imperative for them that the season finishes Now, uh, cruise ship idea aside, there have also been ideas about playing this, uh, say, in like a casino or maybe in like an isolated area in the woods. So if you decided to take out, uh, take all the teams to like some secluded area, but still made sure that they were contact in contact with like the nearest hospitals um, and medical facilities. I don't think that's the worst idea. And if we are to indeed see this season come to a close, I think having the game played in an isolated area where you're not coming into contact with members of the public is probably the only way to go. I don't think I've seen anyone argue at the moment that the NBA season will be concluded with fans present at the games. I think that's a, that's not possible. Um, it's infeasible at this stage. If, if it does seem as though the season may come to a conclusion, then what kind of uh, format would do we want as fans? Now, for me, I don't care about the regular season. For me, it's all about the playoffs. Um, those are the moments of high tension. It's, of course, perhaps not favourable for non-playoff teams. Um, they will argue against say skipping out the regular season entirely and just focusing on the playoffs because of course uh, they will still want to generate some revenue from the remaining uh, 
15 to 20 games, however many are left. And so, although this may be an unfavorable solution for half the league, I think the best way to go is to finish the regular season now and to have as lengthened a playoff season as possible. Because the other possibility, which uh, Adrian Wojcikowski, have you said his last name, what he discussed was that the NBA was looking to you know, shorten the regular season, but perhaps play the regular season just in one location. And again, to maybe only play five to ten games, who knows uh, what discussions are being had at the moment. But at the same time, to potentially have a shortened playoff picture, which may mean that it will still likely be eight seeds in each conference, but more more likely it will be a shortened number of games per playoff series. And that's something not only as a fan do I not want, because I want as many playoff games to uh, watch as possible, but also it just adds too much randomness and variation. Out of the four major sports in the US, I think the NBA has been lauded and heralded for the fact that it is the least random when it comes to playoff time, uh, meaning the better team more often than not wins a playoff series because it there's a reduction in variance when you have a seven game series like there's less of a possibility just for the team to have an off night and then just to lose the game like that which of course is what happens in uh the nfl and in football which some could argue oh that makes it more exciting to watch yes i understand that argument but i think that's the biggest draw for basketball it's knowing that usually the team that has won the championship you can any fan will make the argument and say yes that team was the best team in the league that year whereas it's obviously happened in football before where um you know the super bowl champion hasn't been they have been neither the best regular season team nor the best playoff team that's why i would like such a heavy emphasis on the playoff picture just to maximize the number of playoff games as we possibly can and especially because I think these are possibly the most exciting playoffs that I can remember for like the last 10 years well since I've started watching basketball at least um there's no superstar dominant team I mean you had the Warriors for all those years then you had the Heat um the Spurs were obviously all top contenders for the past 10 to 15 years um it's not just about not having that many, too many top-heavy teams, because of course we have the Lakers, we have the Clippers, we have the Bucks, but we have such a spread of just quality teams. If you look at all eight seeds in the Western Conference, these are all in any other year. Say if we go to 2015-16, if you, for example, put this Rocket squad in that season, you're saying those are clear, clear uh, title contenders and uh, potential favourites for their conference and so I'm just so excited I was so excited for these playoffs and and I would like to see them concluded in a proper fashion however now I'm about to say something which may superficially seem to contradict everything that I just said but in my personal opinion I wouldn't like to see any remaining uh, regular season games nor playoff games because I think with this virus, uh, the more you underestimate it, the 
bigger potential impact that it has. This has been shown worldwide, and and the fact that the U.S. is, um, to say it lightly, uh, hasn't responded in a proper and timely fashion when it comes to this virus. I think uh, I wouldn't like to see any sort of a sporting events uh, take place for the next four to five to six months. Um, potentially, like, if we were to extend the NBA season into, or this season, if we were to extend it into even October and November, then I'd be happier to see this season finished off. But even with the timeline of, say, um, beginning the regular season, say, in May or June, I still think that's too early. And these basketball players, they're not animals. I know they're here to entertain us and they get paid handsomely to do so, but uh, we're not in a time where, say, it's almost like this Hunger Games type situation where we're going to jeopardize their health, health just to entertain us while we're here sitting at home looking after ourselves. I think that's incredibly selfish to expect. And although as much as I'd like to say, see uh, LeBron James' Corona game, uh, which of course parallels uh, MJ's flu game. Um, that's not something that I will, you know, willingly spectate. Of course, it is up to like the players to say if they want to play in an environment whereby there is that potential detriment to their health if they play. But I'm not going to be the person to say or demand of them to do so if they want to look after their health and their family's health um even if there's like let's say a 0.1 percent chance that one of them catches it in one of these uh isolated games then they're completely entitled to say that's 0.1 percent uh likelihood too much for me and i'm going to sit out uh this whole payoff season although this comment may seem to be political nature sometimes sometimes life and politics unfortunately overshadow even the sporting world and as much as Kamel and I uh, refrain from um, you know making political co political comments and statements uh, sometimes it is inevitable that we touch on those topics and really my summary of this whole and in summary of this whole statement life and death is bigger than basketball. Now, going into the second half of the episode, I'm going to be looking at what this curtailed season means for the top contenders. And I'm going to look, be looking at it from one of two scenarios. One, whether we have a shortened season where we'll have, say, some regular season games and a shortened playoff season. And B, I'm going to be looking at it from the perspective of whether this season is written off as a whole and which team would most strongly object to the season being cancelled. Now, it would be very easy for me just to say the leading teams in each conference. I know that's the extremely obvious answer. And in fact, uh, for once, uh, rather than playing like the devil's advocate, I will be starting off with those obvious teams. So... Let's start with the Clippers, because I think they're in an extremely tough predicament. And I say this for several reasons. 
One, if this season were to say still have um, a regular season and playoffs, this postponement might actually be a good thing for them because, of course, they've been dealing with injuries all season and um, load management is such a big factor for this team. And I think as a Clippers fan, if you have a, a lot of faith in this roster, as you should, then perhaps um, their key players are getting the rest that they so seem to desperately need almost on a nightly basis. Because when we're talking about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, then perhaps this will give them the time to rest um, and even to potentially build some team chemistry and uh, to you know learn as a team. Because, of course, this is a team that perhaps uh, was performing quite inconsistently throughout the season. Despite their record, they've had some ups and downs, especially when you look at that roster. This is a roster you think should have a record maybe equal or even better to LA Lakers. So this rest period could do them some good. However, if you look at it from the other perspective, and this is how I look at it, I think chemistry issues are actually best fixed by actually just playing as many minutes on court as possible because although it can be invaluable to say break down film in a uh, you know film session i think you best create those bonds and best uh, forge those uh, invaluable experiences in a game setting and because of the fact that they had additions during january as well of course uh, marcus morris and uh, backup point card Reggie Jackson. Um, getting those guys some minutes might have proved invaluable uh, for the team, and so uh, potentially having this time off may actually hinder their chances. And that's how I personally feel. I think they needed more time to gel and to uh, build that chemistry. However, and now we'll look at the other scenario, which is what if this season is written off as a whole? Now. This is one of the older rosters in the league. It's also got several players who whose futures look uncertain with the team. Of course, everyone is aware of the fact that in 2021, you're going to have potential free agents in both Kawhi and Paul George. And so everyone was looking at the season for the Clippers to see how successful they would be in the playoffs. Because, of course, if they got to the conference finals or even won the title, it would probably persuade those two to stick it out in LA of course um, that wasn't the case with Kawhi when he was with the Raptors however um, that's the you know that's the image everyone got they wanted to look Kawhi specifically chose to sign a, a much reduced contract so only three years and 104 million when it, he could have got, gotten significantly more money and that's because he wanted that flexibility embedded within his contract and so if this season is written off they'll be one of the biggest losers they were still title contenders but it's also for the future of the team when you're looking for the next three four five years if you indeed end up losing Kawhi and Paul George in that free agency you may look at a cancelled season and say look if we had won the title there then we would have been able to convince those guys to say and that's also disregarding uh, say looking at Montrez Harrell's situation because of course he's going to be an unrestricted free agent this summer 
However, due to the fact that um, the Clippers have bird rights on him, that means they're going to be able to go over the cap to re-sign him. And so, um, due to the fact that he, he kind of is like part of a big four with the Clippers, if you look at his, his stats and his play this season, um, he's going to be an integral piece that they'll likely be able to hold for the coming future. However, one big downside is you lose a season of Lou Williams still playing at a very high level because, of course, uh, Lou is now getting on in age, and I think um, next season he's inevitably almost going to play at a slightly reduced level just because of his age. And uh, so it would have been uh, excellent for the Clippers if they would have been able to get um, a healthy and still um, not quite in his prime, but, you know, losing kind of flourishing in his later career. And so uh, losing out on a year of uh, top quality play from Lou Williams, of course, uh, going to hurt his team. Now, having looked at the Clippers, I'll uh, try to look at the other teams more quickly. And indeed, we may, when I say we, um, myself and Kamel, may analyse some of the other teams in future episodes, what this um, curtailment of the season means to those teams, because I don't think I quite have the time to look at all of them in depth. So I'll perhaps go with an interesting choice here. I'll go with the Houston Rockets. Because although, again, you could argue, yes, they're seen as title contenders, they're um, not as high a seed as perhaps some people might have expected. They're even um, lower in the rankings than OKC Thunder. And so, uh, nonetheless, uh, that team is still, um, in my opinion, talented enough to not only come out of the West, but also to win the title. Now, when it comes to the Rockets, they are... Ancient, they are by far and away the old, oldest team in the league. If you look up the stats, I believe their average age is close to 30. And the very worrying for thing for them is that if, if it was the case that they had a bunch of young stars and maybe older veterans who were pushing up the old age, and that might um, be easy to swallow for the team. But in fact, it's actually a lot of their main players that are getting on an age and perhaps only have one or two years left in their prime. I mean, we've been saying for five or six years now that the time window, the time frame on this Rocket team to actually uh, win a championship is forever shortening. Indeed, um, it was probably the last big hurrah to actually trade all those picks away and Chris Paul away to then get Russell Westbrook. And so, the inability for them to be able to compete for a title this season is probably, uh, you know, it's it's terrible for the franchise, for the organisation. Um, of course, James Harden is very much still in his prime, but, you know, Russell Westbrook in the next one to two years, I expect to see at least a uh, shallow to maybe even a steep decline due to the fact that, not, not just his age, but the way he plays. He puts so much strain and stress on his body that I think um, he's been exceptionally lucky so far not to have suffered many or, if any, major injuries. And um, as much as I don't want to predict uh, a player's injury, I think it's I, 
I don't see Russell staying this injury free in the next uh, two to three years. I think uh, he's going to start building up at least minor injuries and say only being able to play maybe 60 games in the season. Uh, of course, you have Eric Gordon, who was signed to a four-year extension. But again, Eric Gordon hasn't always been healthy. Um, he's getting on in age. You've got PJ Tucker, who they've got signed, um, who is not going to be a free agent this year. However, uh, he's 35. And how many more years of elite play are we going to see from PJ? Because um, I think it's hard to argue that Peter Tucker isn't still playing at an elite level. He was, he's been very, very good this season. But again, I'm worried about how long he can sustain that level of play or play for. And I do, indeed, I think this is probably the last season where you're going to see that kind of production for PJ Tucker. Uh, Robert Covington, they've kind of got locked up for the next couple of years, and he's still he's very much in his prime. So it's quite devastating for the Rockets. Um, even to say have a break, so say um, if the season were to finish with the playoffs, I don't think it's necessarily great for them because they still need a time to mesh after having um, traded out their only real uh, rim-protecting centre for Robert Covington. They still need to figure out how to play small ball. But again, if you look at the bright side, if you look at the flip side, you could argue that it gives teams less time to try and figure out how to deal with that Rocket small ball lineup, and so that could play to their advantage in the playoffs. Um, teams may not still be completely aware as to how they should deal with a lineup with, say, PJ Tucker at the centre. So um, I think however you look at it, it's, probably, it's very much a negative for the Rockets, but potentially it could be a positive if the season were to still be completed with the playoff, and if the Rockets are maybe able to figure out um, some things, say, uh, during practices or during film room sessions in the coming two to three months. So, as this episode has now come to like the 25-minute mark, I'll just wrap things up. Um, when I uh, analysed both those teams, I didn't actually look at, say, uh, beyond this 2020 season. Uh, we'll save that, I think, for like future episodes just to see what teams will be looking to do during this offseason, which, uh, of course, this 2020 free agency, for example, hasn't uh, been as hyped up as, say, the 2021 class. But, you know, there's still some interesting pieces and uh, in, uh, interesting moves that each of the teams could make. And so we'll probably analyse that in a future episode. And the last thing I'll say is that... Um, Depending on, you know, um, how Kumail recovers and gets better, again, uh, I'd appreciate if you guys hit him up on uh, the Boarding in the Six Twitter, if, if you just to say, like, you know, what, Kumail, lad, get better soon. Um, depending on how, of course, like Kumail feels, um, we are looking to actually record a hot mic episode in the coming uh, weeks. And uh, it's something that we mentioned in other episodes. But just to give you more of a background as to what the app is, um, essentially, you you can download Hotmic on the App Store. And it's really just like an app to like tune into when you're watching a game so that you can hear live commentary from Kamel and myself. 
And so you would probably ask the question, uh, excuse me, Varel, uh, what games are you going to be commentating given the fact that there's no uh, NBA to be watching? And that's a, I would say that's a very good question. Here's your answer. So on Hot Mic, um, if you were to go onto the app, there's basically a bunch of vintage games at the moment. And you'll be able to catch those games live on TV. So say if you go on Sky or BT, um, while you're watching that live on the TV, you'll actually be able to listen to and see your boys, Kamel and Varel, on the Hot Mic app, if you have the Hot Mic app installed and like loaded up. So you'll be able to hear our exemplary commentary while you're watching the game on TV. So... Uh, I'd never heard of this before, before uh, Kamel was approached. Like, I think it's quite an ingenious idea, and uh, a lot of money's been invested into it as well. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would expect an idea like this to take off. Whether or not it's me and Kamel who take off on the app, that's yet to be seen. But I think um, it's a very innovative and creative idea, and I'm not just saying that because they've asked us to do it. Like, it is quite ingenious to have a thought of this. Um, and so if you guys have the time, just like literally download the app and um, you'll be able to see what matches are on, who's commentating what matches. But hopefully if we get into a routine with this, what we'll be able to do is say, we'll have like a podcast episode and we'll say like, oh, look, um, by the way, guys, this Thursday we booked in a slot with Hot Mike. And so... You guys will be able to know after listening to the podcast when we're on, so you can catch us live. But uh, either way, I would just recommend like everyone downloads the app just to check it out. Um, I've watched like two or three of the guys on there, and it's quite entertaining. Um, I think when you don't have like TV personalities, uh, you'll you have more of a license to kind of speak your mind. Um, and uh, although you can still maintain some level of professionalism which I, of course uh you're definitely going to get from Kamel or maybe not so much from me but um I don't know you it feels a bit more real you're able to connect with the people more especially if some of you guys who kind of listen to our podcast as well so blood yeah I've advertised them for long enough haven't I um not that they've asked me to advertise them I'm genuinely quite uh, excited about this opportunity and so is Kamel so um yeah, we'd appreciate if you guys check it out. Um, you don't have to check it out. You can honestly do whatever the fuck you want. And um, I hope everyone stays safe during Corona. Stay inside. And until next time.